0: Everybody, welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That is Andy King. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great, mate. Good yeah. to be back in the Dream Center studio.
1: Yeah. Is that, uh, you know, I thought right, we would do it. From Rock Church, it Church
0: it? to Dream Center, Dream Center to Rock Church.
1: You hey, know? We, keep it, we keep it on everyone's toes. Yeah, don't know where. It keeps
0: me on my toes. <laughs> I was at Rock Church today getting set up, and then he texted me like, okay, you coming, mate? I'm back. <laughs> You know what? I'll be right there.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you came because it would have been me on my own oh. here. And you would have been there and we'd have been zooming together. But uh, Man, and me. we have a good one today.
0: Oh man. It's it's and it's really the perfect interview for Revival Town. Yeah. Yes, yeah. right, which we'll get to in a little bit. But, yeah. We'll get to but, it in um, a little bit. Speaking of Revival Town, you were in LA driving cross country to LA. I was supposed no. to be with you. Oh, I'm still upset about this.
1: There's a funny story with this. Okay, so you know me. Like, I am not um, the a road, road trip day. guy. No, no, no. Like, okay, I've driven to Boston, which was a long way, and I've driven to Florida, and, you know, sh- you know, we got Chicago back and forth in one day, which for those in, in England, like, you went three hours and then three hours back in one day. Like, <laughs> they, they look at me crazy. Like, that's a weekend trip. Um, but uh, I, I'm not a big road trip guy. Right? So, so, And I am the opposite. You, I
0: am oh. a big road trip guy. On my bucket list is to drive from here to Alaska. That's Like, I want to drive, not fly. I want to drive through British Columbia all the way to Alaska. Oh, how it's, far is that? A, I think it's a two-week drive. Really? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it depends on where you begin. If you begin yeah. in Seattle, maybe,
1: maybe it's a week, like seven days driving, yeah, something like that. So, what what happened was my son, who is out in California, um, he was at work, and someone sideswiped his car while he was in work. So, no one was, you know, he wasn't in the car; he didn't get injured or anything. But the insurance wrote the car off, right? so Teresa, my wife has this car we've had for a long time right it paid yeah. off like it's a toyota Venza 20 2010 like hundred thousand miles so still got a, for a toyota there's a lot of legs left in yeah it. yeah plus it's a toyota. toyota yeah and so I said to um to my son listen why don't you give me the two thousand dollars they've given you from from the you know insurance because that's all they were giving him and then we'll give you this car and then Teresa will go and get a smaller I mean, car And that's for her. a great deal. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, let's, okay. So I said, can you come and get it? And he's like, wow, i got work. He's playing for Mosaic. And so they've got their conference coming up. And he's like, I haven't, I haven't got time to come and get it. So this is what I did. T- <laughs> I turned, I texted you and was like, hey, if we did this, would you be up for it? And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that Man, great. I am in. You were All in, the way in. All the way like in. Like, we're leaving tonight. Yeah, all the way in until I asked you, when do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Boo! I'm still bummed about this. Oh, so, you know? but here's, here's the funny story. So our good friend Mark Tipple, my English friend from Chicago area, he's done this trip twice, and his son lives near L.A. as well. So I reach out to him like, "Mark, I need you." And this is how I pitched it. I said, "I need you to be my backup boy." <laughs>
0: back <up> boy.
1: <laughs> You're not supposed to say that till after he says yes. <laughs> and so so he he said, "Well, let me get back to you." And he was able to do it. And um and so backup boy to Burbank, help me out. Backup boy
0: to Burbank. <laughs>
1: that should but, be a t-shirt. Oh uh, well, we were trying to get one done, but he showed up with business cards on his phone saying backup boy.
0: Oh, that <laughs> is That's brilliant. But
1: we we laughed, you know, Mark. Yeah. We laughed all the way there while we were there all the way. I mean, it was I was not looking forward to it. I told you, right. I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah. And Absolutely loved it. We went through snowstorms. We went through heat. You know, you were going through Flagstaff. They had storms oh, I love there. Oh, uh, that's we,
0: one of my favorite cities. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a yeah.
1: beautiful journey. Like New Mexico is just you went gorgeous. through desert. You went through mountains. You went. I mean, yeah, You went through everything. Even <laughs> we got to California, right? And there was a roadblock, and there was cops there, and we thought, oh man, they're going to be asking for drugs, or they're going to be asking, you know. Is there anyone here that shouldn't be coming into California? You know, all that type of uh, stuff. Let me guess, they wouldn't let you in if you weren't vaxxed? No, no, no. <laughs> are, you re- are you ready for this? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you have, this is what they asked, do you have any plants or fruit? I was like, what? Do you have any plants or fruit in your car? Did, did you lean in close and go, what do you need? <laughs> And so, uh, you know, we said no, no, and when I and I said to to Mark, I said they could of all the things they could ask for, plants and fruit, plants and fruit. So, but we got there. What is
0: up with your government, California? Oh, That's my. what I want to know.
1: So we we got there and had a great time with my boys and their wives. Uh, we uh, Clay lives in Burbank on the Warner Brothers Studios. Uh, area. Right. Uh So it's, it's amazing. Right. Right, The lot. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and then on the Monday we had a day break before we flew back. And so I played golf with the boys. They found this golf course, nine holes, $11 to play. That's, that's amazing. That's only 11 bucks. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. It is right underneath the Griffin observation, uh, tower, whatever they call it. You know, the famous observation. Right, right. And as you walk in this course, you have a beautiful view of LA downtown. I mean, you would have thought you were on a really expensive golf course. And uh, yeah, we had a great time just you know, hanging out. Were there homeless out. people living on the greens and stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no. Sometimes you read the news and you th- yeah. you would think that right No, 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 no that's it, so cool. It was man. brilliant, absolutely man. brilliant. And then um, and we flew back, and then we flew back on the Tuesday and uh, with Mark and laughed all the way. And uh, yeah, it was it was a brilliant trip. Um, glad we glad I got to do it. Glad I got to see the boys and and the wives and had yeah. a few meals with them. And so yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I've yeah. tried
0: to get you on a road trip a couple of times, and and you're always like, mate, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, my, and then, yeah. I know, I know, but then you had to do this. Oh, I, I can't to. believe I I still can't
1: believe I couldn't go. Oh man, I was man, so mad. But anyway, but it was great. It was it was a, a really good trip. So, but then we got back for I got back for this podcast. Chuck, you've got to tell us about this, the the gentleman we've got on today, because, one, the timing's great. It's a year since this event happened. And uh, really, here in his heart, not just for revival, but also for English soccer, which was amazing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you got a new best friend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's joining the FPL League and everything. So (laughs) tell us about it.
0: Well, his name is Zachary Murkreebs, and... You might not be familiar with that name, but you have definitely heard of the Asbury Revival. We've talked about it here on Revival Town Podcast because we had your friend, J.D. Walt, who helped steward the revival. Well, Zach is the pastor who spoke the night the revival began, and he is going to give us a front row seat today of what happened the night of the revival, what led to it. What's happened since, as they have just celebrated a one-year anniversary, some of the things God has done as a result, it was really, really special to hear his heart. And I was introduced to him through our friend, Matt Brown, who's been on the podcast, and we already shared about the DBG Summit that Ashton and I went to in Lakeland. So Zach was one of the speakers there. I was really impressed by his humility, which is interesting because he's writing a book about humility, which he'll, he'll... Share at the end, so you got to listen all the way to the end. Yeah, just a genuine person, and and it it makes sense because we were talking about this after we're after um, we were finished with our interview with him. Yeah, that the greatest leader really in Scripture is Moses. Yeah, and what does the Bible say about Moses? He was the most humble man on earth. Yeah, so God can use people
1: are humble and our guest today is just that so why don't you sit back relax and grab a cup of coffee and enjoy this conversation with Zach this podcast is part of the edify podcast network edify is a faith-inspiring
0: app that brings together thousands of the best christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I app. Hey, everyone. It's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today is the pastor-in-residence, at Asbury University. And we're here to talk to him right now about the revival as they've just celebrated the one year anniversary. I can't wait to hear more from Zach. Zach, welcome to Revival Town.
1: You know, we, you have had a crazy week um, because it's yes. just hit the one year anniversary of what took place at Asbury last year and uh so hey we 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 know and then you also told us earlier you've just finished writing a book this morning so I mean you've had a crazy week
2: yeah, who knows what will come out of my mouth? <laughs> so hopefully,
0: it'll be appropriate. spiritual, <laughs> well, hopefully. But. Oh man, we're honored to, to have you, Zach. And of course, I had the opportunity, oh the, the honor to, to meet you in person a few months ago yes. in Lakeland, Florida, at an event called DBG Summit, hosted by our friend, mutual friend Matt Brown. So grateful for him yes. and for his willingness to bring you. I was really ministered to by being there. My Fifteen-year-old son, who's now sixteen. Actually, he was sixteen then too. He, was, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was it was special to have him with me. And then in the session that you got up and and shared, there was a time of prayer and consecration. We got on our knees. Of course, we also did some worship with our our mutual friend Stephen McWhorter who's been on Revival Town, and Matt's been on as well. Cool. And um, so it's really special to, to have you here. So again, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, humbled. Humbled.
0: Well, why don't we begin by having you just share your story. Before we get into the revival, who is Zach Meerk Reeves? What's your journey of faith, and how did you end up at Asbury?
2: Yeah, so like most people on your guys' podcast, probably, I grew up, uh, uh, or Fox Jew. So, uh, (laughs) and... and he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <And> mazel <laughs> tov. Uh, but uh, I grew up Jewish and knew nothing about Jesus, knew nothing about revival. Um, and just grew up in a religious home. Uh, and though it was religious and I was pursuing my bar mitzvah and, and thought, you know, maybe I'll be a rabbi because my life was so broken we lived in a broken home. Uh my concept was like I'll just nail my bar mitzvah and then be a rabbi and that will fix all my junk. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well I was I was Bar mitzvah and nothing was fixed. I had an awesome party. Uh <laughs> but but my soul was still heartbroken. In fact, probably more heartbroken. Um so how I say it is kinda of like the first thirteen years was like this cocktail of brokenness and religion and then the next few years was uh, just of cocktails pretty much. <laughs> 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 uh, so even at like a young age just got into drugs and drinking and fooling around and and uh, and really pushed away from my faith altogether and Uh, but the only healthy thing in my life was soccer.
1: Okay, now now we're talking. Now we're talking. (laughs) All right, okay. Football. Football, right. What's your team,
2: Andy? What's your team?
1: Manchester United. Okay. Is that all right? (laughs) I I don't like the look on your (laughs) face. All right, we'll (laughs)
2: see you guys later. Thanks,
1: guys. Uh, Who is your team?
2: I'm a Liverpool
1: fan. (sighs) Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we might have to cancel so, this. So my brother-in-law
0: is oh, a huge Liverpool fan. He's, uh, um, uh, he's Chinese. He's from Indonesia, and he is like Andy, a
2: soccer fanatic. But he's yeah. all about. I'm football. a huge. I'm a huge soccer fan, football fan. I actually am going to be in London in a couple weeks and get to go to my first game in person. Oh, who wow. who you? See, I think who you seeing? Bro. <laughs> City versus Liverpool at Anfield. Oh wow.
1: man, that is a that is I'm a gonna, game. I'm
2: going to cry the whole time.
1: Oh, <laughs> that that <laughs> will be amazing cry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, <laughs> and, yeah. and
2: then I'm going to <coughs> see QPR dude, wow.
1: just because. Yeah, so you're going to get a couple of like games. Like a cheap in. ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. That's
2: kind of my like, eating, sleeping, podcasts on revival and soccer.
1: Wow, that—that's so soccer is connected to to revival. I'm I'm kind of kind of feeling this. Sounds like the Trinity, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The quadruple. Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, oh, that's great. But
2: back to uh, soccer. I always go back to soccer.
0: (laughs) Uh, You and Andy are going to be uh, best uh, friends. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Can't wait to come and hang out. Yeah. Um, So soccer was the only healthy thing in my life and my mom was working a couple jobs my dad had gotten in trouble and 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 left my life and all these like amazing families from my my team would help me get to dinner or get to practice Mm -hmm. make sure i was doing homework and i was bright enough to realize that all of them worked at at christian organizations Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and You know, one of the the guy's dads was in charge of a ministry called Navigators. Uh, Another one worked at the Christian Missionary Alliance. Another one worked at folks on the family. A couple worked at Compassion. Some of them were missionaries on furlough. Um, And I didn't go to a Christian school. It just happened to be, I was in Colorado Springs, which is kind of like Christian Mecca. So, uh, so I started paying attention. And really, like, some people meet Jesus through, like, preaching. Like, our friend Matt Brown, who can preach the gospel like crazy. Or I I really le- was led to the Lord by, like, really good dads mm. and families. Wow. who just had, like, a Christian witness that stirred up curiosity that then I found myself. I was invited to a, what I thought was a party. A senior on the soccer team invited me to this thing in his basement. And I just thought we were going to smoke weed and, <laughs> and it turned out to be fellowship of Christian athletes, wow. a little different. Yeah, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I heard the gospel for the first time. So all of my curiosity and stirring from these families then got narrated at FCA when someone like named what wow. it was. Mm. And I was messed I wet, like snotty cry wept. And then I felt like I kind of came to my senses. and I was like, Oh, no, mm. they've tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally left FCA so fast and spent like a whole summer break just talking to no one. Mm. And that summer break, the Holy spirit was just mess was just talk. Like, I just couldn't get away from it. You know, like, yeah. and I asked the guy to grab Starbucks, at the end of summer break, And he was a believer and he shared the gospel to me clear as day, gave me a Bible. And I just devoured that Bible for about a year in secrecy. Uh, And then I would lie to my family so I could go to FCA and then I would lie to my family about sleeping over at friends' houses on Saturday nights. Well, I did sleep over at friends' houses, but it was so that I could go to church on Sunday Mm. and after a year of just pursuing the Lord, going all in, I gave him a lot of surprise, November 29, 2006. And wow. um, have had the joy of following him and crazy adventure and missions, planting churches, college ministry. And my latest adventure uh, I went to school in Indiana at Indiana Wesley and met my wife there. We thought we were going to be missionaries in Israel. Um, and it, up in Lexington, what we thought was just going to be two years now, it's been 12 years. Mm. And planted a church, led that, and started working for a denomination, the Christian Missionary Alliance. And when I was on staff with Christian Missionary Alliance, I missed pastoring. So I became a college soccer coach. Oh, there you go. And um, at Asbury University.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: Because I missed I just missed pastoring. And the only thing I knew what to do was preach and play soccer. So
1: that's, that sounds uh, pretty good. Right. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> we we <laughs> so, all need to get that gig. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: and, and I was a goalie.
1: And he's like, I'm
0: moving and, to
2: Kentucky. <laughs> exactly. We'll save you a spot. So I was a goalie. So I became the goalie coach. And when they, when the school found out that I was a pastor and, uh, felt comfortable preaching. They started inviting me to speak in chapel once in a while. And, and um, yeah, so that's how I ended up at Isbury. That's a lot of my story. I think the Lord did much deeper work over the last really like three years. that I think was really important in my preparation for this season, but that's how I came to the Lord and how I ended up in Wilmore, Kentucky.
1: It is amazing. You know how, you know, uh I've had this, this, chat with uh, my boys on, on different things on church. Um, they both live out in LA and, um, you know, I've seen the good and bad side of church, like, like most pastor's kids and ministry kids. And um, we, we've talked a lot about the importance of, there are those, you know, celebrations, big services, um, big conferences, youth camps that are like the big thing that are good, that they're needed. But you also have um, families that speak into young people, especially young people's lives. And I think sometimes we we forget about that. We always look at the big things of where we send the kids to camp or missions trips, but yet the ongoing relationships yeah. are so important. And, and you, you shared that about the, the soccer team. You know, when you were a kid, those families were feeding into you. You didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was a part of your 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 major journey to Christ. Yeah. Which is so good. So good. Yeah, I think there's
0: probably yeah, a lot of – oh, go ahead.
2: No, I was just say I think we don't talk about, like, witness a whole lot. Anymore. I remember when I first came to Christ. Everyone was like, "Gotta think about your witness. Yeah. You know, you can't go to that party anymore. It'll ruin your witness. Or how you dance at homecoming. Ruin your witness. You know, right? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that as much anymore. I don't hear that word a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, but it really is the salt and light. Because mm-hmm. rarely, you know, most people aren't going to be preaching sermons and doing crusades are going to be doing mission and evangelism through being the salt and light, being a good dad, being a good uh, wife and, and mom, being a good employee, being a good neighbor. And that stirs up curiosity. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that because even this, this, this generation is growing up with, A screen in front of them 24-7. Everyone wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to have a platform. And as followers of Jesus, we're all called to shine our light wherever we are, wherever we go. I always say, because the Holy Spirit's inside of us, church is always in session, whether we're at the grocery store or whether it's hosting some people at our house over the weekend, church is in session. So is it a good service? Are we focusing on Christ? I just love hearing yeah. that about your story that you literally came to Christ through a soccer dad. Yeah,
2: That's,
1: that's yeah. phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah.
1: Have you, um, have, have you kept in touch with those players and their families? Like are they, do they know, for instance, you were a part of what happened to Asbury or has it been like, yeah,
2: There's a group of us that all gave our lives to Christ or recommitted our lives to Christ or really started taking Jesus serious, our junior and senior in high school. And then we all ended up playing college soccer at the same school. We all just decided to all go. Oh, that's good. And eight of the nine of us are in full-time ministry and we stay really close. Wow. But the specific dad that really stuck out to me, his name's Doug, he actually reached out to me in September of last year, you know, a couple months after Asbury and just was like belly laughing. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause he, he got me out of so much trouble. The amount oh, of drugs wow. he found, the amount <laughs> of times he like just took it to the chin. So my mom didn't have to. Or, and, uh, he lives near Denver
3: now, and he's like, "What? What? Are you kidding?" It was just
2: awesome.
0: It was <laughs> That's good. That's my, good. Well, well, why don't you take us to the revival? How yeah. did it begin? Obviously, you can't manufacture it. There's not a prescription. You yeah. just showed up. The Holy Spirit showed up. The rest is history. But take us back to that first night.
2: Yeah. Well, you know if we're just speaking of like february to february 23rd these 16 days um i had i had preached in chapel the week before and i knew i was preaching later uh you know the week later february 8th and i knew um, i had been assigned romans 12. uh and i know i had the rest of romans 12 which was 9 through 21 which it starts with let your love be authentic without hypocrisy and then it goes out to like 30 statements on how you need to do that and at chapel you got 20 minutes to preach so it's like <laughs> whoa how am I going to do that and what was funny was I was doing a ministry a ministry event the day before and thought I was going to like get home at a decent time but God really moved at this event so I was there till like three in the morning so I did not get as much sermon prep done as i had hoped and <laughs> but as i was getting into romans that night and early in the morning i really felt like the lord was like tell them that it's impossible to love without hypocrisy i was like well that's not like totally helpful and uh he was like well i'll tell you the rest of the sermon when you're on stage <laughs> and uh so we went there, we talked about authentic love. Um, well, first the the gospel choir led, which God had been doing a lot with the gospel choir at Asbury University, which is a predominantly white school, we're in Kentucky, which has some, you know, heartbreaking history around race and racism. And they had, had an event the day before, February seventh, which is a huge part of the story now of the narrative of what happened, which we didn't know because it was this kind of obscure event called a witnessing circle and the seventh on campus, our president, who's a white man, Kevin Brown, um, held this event called the witnessing circle that another pastor, a black man brought the deeds of slave owners. And, uh, these witnessing circles are happening in different areas of Kentucky, almost like old Testament Psalm assemblies, just this like repentance. And he would read out the deeds of these slave owners and the slaves that they owned. And there was this kind of like reconciliation, mm-hmm. forgiveness and grace given. And then it ended in worship. And then my friend George Dumain led the Black National Anthem. And it was really kind of testified that a lot of people really felt like the Holy Spirit fell on this event. And a lot of them went to chapel for practice. And they really kind of carried this radical humility, consecration, repentance into the chapel. They had practice. They felt led to pray like into the night to like one or two in the morning. So while I was at this other event, not doing sermon prep, they were doing like this work in Hughes Auditorium. I wake up, get to Hughes and they're like, had a powerful night last night we we're really into anti- we anticipation is high i'm like great um you know, i didn't really like well we'll see you know and um, and then shout out to George Dumaine and ben black and these heroic gospel choir singers and so they led worship and i stood up and it pretty much said like uh you know until we experience god we can't love others with authenticity and spoke about authentic love. Went to, I felt like the Lord told me to go to first round four. We love because he first loved us. Hmm. So then I end, I run out of time. I end with praying that that would fall on them like an itchy sweater, that they would have to do something about it and that they would stay to experience God's love and be filled with the spirit. And I remember being like, ah, and I have coffee at 1.30, so I'll be here till 1.30. <laughs> and, uh, and then what's crazy is revival is not a part of my vocabulary. It was, it wasn't a year ago. And I, I, I never prayed it this way, but I remember praying, Lord, do something new. Revive us with your love. And I walk off stage
3: hmm.
2: and I get down and I text my wife. I'm sitting on the front row, text my wife oh, babe, I ran out of time. laid a stinker. I'll be home soon for a nap. <laughs> no joke. And she's, you know, a good wife. She's like, oh, I'm sure it's great. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see you soon. You know? And, uh, wow. And I remember, like, 40 minutes later, like, well, almost everyone left besides about 19 students stayed and kind of took me up on, like, praying okay. and waiting to experience the love of God.
3: Hmm.
2: And I remember, like, 30 minutes passed by and it was just me and the other chap uh campus pastor chaplain and worship just started like ramping and not like like oh we're gonna have a moment like ramp like the spirit was doing something and i remember starting seeing students kind of come back in and then walk back in and then Specifically like on my heart, I'm an evangelist at heart. So there there's a lot of guys on campus that I've been investing in that don't know Jesus. A lot of them athletes. Mm. And starting to see them come back to chapel. Mm. And so after a little bit, there was like a crowd at the front and worship was just kinda on the ground. Then so many people wanted to get to the altar and this crowd was kind of blocking the altar that we moved the worship up on stage and the altar just became full. And then I remember texting my wife and being like, they're not leaving. She's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, you won't get a nap. I'm like, no, 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 they're not leaving. Something's happened. Mm. And then around four o'clock, the president came back and was like, everyone, like all the leaders just started crying. And he and he sent an email to the whole school saying, I think you might want to come back to his and by that night the chapel was pretty much full and then around 7:30 my mentor a guy named David Thomas I would love to introduce you guys his PhD is in revival and travail and prayer uh-huh. and so it sounds like your kind of guys yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's been my mentor and and really like kind of spiritual papa for multiple years i called him i said can you drop can you come to room? something's happening so he arrived and we all kind of hid in this like janky classroom in the basement of Hughes. And that was the first time when David kind of narrated, like, I think something's happening. You might want to keep chapel open. And I think that was the first time, like the president, vice president of student life, the chaplain, David, and I were like something like, it wasn't just like a great worship set and it definitely wasn't good preaching. It was, (laughs) Like the Holy Spirit had arrived. Yeah. And as soon as we went upstairs and announced, people went, grabbed mattresses from their dorms, put them in the, in the, like the hallways and in the aisles, the altar had sleeping bags, there was hammocks, there was, and we're close to university of Kentucky, which is a big state school. We started getting word that they were coming. I was getting texts from other schools saying we heard what's happening. We're, we're sending students mm-hmm. and you know, through the weekend it was mostly students that hadn't like blown up, blown up, but it was, it was pretty significant. And uh, I remember on Sunday, really settling in that something huge was happening. Yeah. And then on Monday was the first time I met someone that had flown from overseas and then lines started to gather and we were facilitating 24 7 worship and prayer i was preaching a couple times a day uh my friend Jeannie banter would preach once a day and then david thomas would preach one time just kind of teaching on revival what is revival mm-hmm. what do we think might be happening and it kind of just continued to uh, mature that we had these rhythms of public reading of scripture, confession, silence, testimony, a preaching on revival, worship, worship was peppered all throughout. Um, Jeannie would preach on consecration and I would do an evangelistic message every night. Mm. And, um, there's so many different stories, but, um, so many little, just little details, but we already had had the college day of pro scheduled for the 23rd, two years in advance. And when it started getting so large and people were waiting in line for eight to 10 hours, uh, some of the highways were closed down because it was so crowded, plumbing was breaking, food was being like, we were running out of food, uh, that's when we started asking.
1: Because it's a small town, right? It's like, it's not like. There's
2: two traffic lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's small. No, it's two traffic lights, a subway, a mom, pa sandwich spot. Wow. A, a, a pretty honestly janky Chinese spot. And. <laughs> wow. A grocery store. You know, and it's surrounded by horse farms.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So like, I'll have to text uh, you guys. Like there was literally a sign on the highway that says revival over capacity. Wow. And <laughs> my wife couldn't get into the city. That's no, not the city, the town, because it was just, they were turning people around. People's yards are just like torn up still because of cars would just, it could not wait to get into use. So they were just, they couldn't find parking. They just drive on someone's lawn and park. Oh, wow. I gotta go just, see
0: God. I'm gonna ruin your lawn.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. can unpack that, yeah. you know. Yeah. That will be Chuck's third book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, not uh, to yeah. do
1: with yeah. revival. Well, you know, we've uh, I, I have a friend uh who we've had on the podcast, J D. Walt. Uh yeah. and he was he, he came became
2: a huge heroic servant during those yeah. sixteen yeah. days. He brought his whole team. They paid Anyone who would come and serve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he, he was guy.
1: he was saying, we had him on the podcast talking about it, and he was like, yeah, this town did not know what hit it. Like, they, no. they weren't ready for it, as if you would want to prepare for it. But you know what I yeah. mean? Like, the infrastructure of but that town. Sort
2: of, but they were heroically serving. Like, we had, like, they didn't know what hit them, and there was a time when they needed, they, like, started to be like, hey, We've hit our limit, but we have to give them a shout out. Like, I think we had close to 2000 volunteers and these guys have jobs. These guys, you know, Mm. the mayor, we have professors that, you know, leading biblical scholars. There's one time there's a guy named Dr. Craig Keener. Do you guys, have you ever heard of Craig Mm. Keener? He'd be another guy to connect you guys with. Uh, his specialty is the Book of Acts, so there's mm. uh, a lot about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like he's on like the History Channel, like he's wow. a huge deal. <laughs> and I remember watching him unload just cases and cases of water from a pickup truck. Yeah, you know, mean, yeah. like
0: you know, that's I think. Know,
2: go ahead. It's crazy.
0: No, I think what's uh, what set really I think set it apart than a lot of. Other moves of God, and I mean, way back in the day, I, I went to the Pensacola Outpouring. I was at the Toronto Vineyard. Some of these other things back. I used to work for a youth evangelist, and we traveled all over the country. I think what what really sets this revival apart from what I have seen, and and that is, it wasn't being led by a Christian celebrity culture. It wasn't being led by well known bands and well known pastors and celebrity preachers they were going to they were going just to to, to sit and and, i mean um, i know some offered to hey if you want to use this you can and i think it was a a really wise decision to to keep it um staff and student led and obviously the the holy spirit was the one behind it and the one leading it and i think it's also a testimony on how you guys navigated
2: wow yeah I wish I would have, we could, that was like our brilliance. It was just, it just, the Lord was in control. And what was so beautiful was like, you know, I, yeah, I've i wrestled this because we talk about like a nameless and faceless movement. And even like the words anti-celebrity has been connected to, and it isn't anti-celebrity. Like, if you were a celebrity, you were welcome there.
0: Right, right. Just, R- right, Right.
2: It just didn't it actually was handling celebrities the way how celebrities should be handled. Like human beings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who are extraordinarily good singers or preachers or writers. Right. It really, it was like a, it's, it was like a renewing celebrity movement. It wasn't an anti-celebrity movement. Yeah. And, you know, I remember we, there was this, a, a place that was created, innovated by Gen Z. I didn't want a green room because the green room is a place where people hang out that are important. So they got rid of the green room and they made this place called the consecration room. Mm. Have you guys heard about this? Mm.
0: You know what? I I think maybe, uh, either JD mentioned it or maybe, maybe Matt Brown did. I don't remember, but I think I have heard something. Go, but go ahead. I, this is fascinating.
2: So like people were, you know, you, if you, People have said like Hughes was just like this oven of holiness in intensity, but not intensity like loud, crazy. But just this like was thick, you know. But people like the consecration room was like the nuclear reactor. Like it was so intense. It was, and it was a place where anyone on stage had to go for thirty minutes before going on stage.
1: That's right. Yeah. JD did mention and, this. Yeah, yes. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did.
2: Yeah. Yep. And. There wasn't clocks on the wall. There, it was made for you to go and not be concerned about anything besides getting right with God, being a set apart, consecrated vessel. And there would be, and you people would come get you when your set was ready or it was time to speak. And sometimes the band just wasn't ready yet, so we would just go without a band, or the sermon would just get pushed back because getting right with God was important enough, or. Someone would leave the consecration room and go start leading worship. We have this story. A really gifted worship pastor comes out of the consecration room, starts worshiping. He actually was on our leadership team. He's one of JD's team. He's really gifted, really special, and a freshman walks up to him and says, like while he's leading worship, comes up, whispers in his ear and says, Hey, we were praying and we just don't feel like your your heart is right to be on the stage right now. Mid worship set. Oh, oh my! And he has he has come out of the consecration, room. and it's not like I went up to him and was like, "Bro, something feels off." A freshman in college, mm-hmm. and you know, shout out to this guy. He was like, "Okay," puts his guitar down, walks off stage, talks to the Lord, and he says, "You're spot on. I'll go back to the consecration room." Wow! Like, and what was crazy was I remember walking to the consecration room one time. And it was full of celebrities who had heard about the consecration and they weren't even interested in going to Hughes. They were just like, "Like we're about to go on tour and we heard that this is happening. We need to go into the consecration. Mm-hmm. And they just hung out there and they just went back in the car and went back to probably Nashville. You know?
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: Um, But there's so right. many stories like that. Wow. And um, so, man, shout out for celebrities. Shout out for the platforms right. they have. I think we're sure. we just the Lord was just probably handling celebrities the way that celebrities probably would like to be handled, yeah. as children of God and not yeah. as rock stars. Yeah.
1: Yes. Good. Man. Well, we're we're a year from when this happened. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people um, always look for, okay, was it just a, a great two weeks, three weeks, or did something happen – that is even affecting you to this day and the, the people that were there. Can you, you could just give a bit of a, yeah. an overview of how things are now?
2: Yeah. Well, I think on campus I can speak to, you know, a real reality that I would say it's probably 40% of students are just on fire, lit up. Uh, we're sending teams still around the world to testify and Mm. pray. Um, I would say probably 40% were rocked, but are wanting to be back as college students, not like partying and doing anything crazy, but they're just, they're really interested in like, how does this change chapel? How does this change my relationship with my phone? Um, And I would say probably 20% of students are had more negative experiences of it was really intense you know we were all of a sudden not you know uninvited but not unwelcomed but uninvited 50 to 60,000 people show up yeah on the small Bible call you know some people that's not their favorite thing you know right, right. so you know that's probably the student body but chapel is the spiritual temperature is just wild. You know, there's regularly chapels that will last into the night. Um, Regularly, people are staying after chapel and spending time at the altar. Um, There's these retreats that we try to have every freshman and sophomore go on, called "Set Apart," and those have been weeks along, you know, away that you're seeing people make crazy steps towards. Holiness, and we're seeing more first time decisions for Jesus or uh, recommitments on Asbury's campus than ever before. Um, Baptisms and the school pool and the ponds like never before. Mm. And that's just on Asbury's campus. You know, we've seen similar outpourings, not of 16 days, but similar outpourings on around 30 other campuses. Um, I've had the honor of traveling. Around the world, and we're seeing similar levels of hunger and encounter. Others have gone around the world and seen similar. Just feels like the spiritual temperature
3: mm.
2: is just rising. And uh, I just read an article about uh, a survey done among Gen Z post revival and how their interest in Jesus and hunger for spiritual growth is just spiked in the last year. Mm. And you know have we have we seen revival have we seen an awakening? I don't know yet, but I don't and I know that we need more we need we just made a dent you know in the yeah. need for the church, but I definitely think we got God got the attention yeah and yeah. How I feel my role is, and I think maybe what Asbury's role is, is like Numbers 13. This has been a passage I've been meditating on. You know, there's 12 spies that were sent into the promised land, and 10 came back telling one story. God, it's hopeless. It's hard. I don't know. But two came back and said, it's hard, but God has said we're going to do it, and mm. it's our land. Mm. And the walls are tall, and yep. the people are big but the soil is fertile and the fruit is sweet. And I feel like what Asbury, the outpouring was what my role is, is just to be one of the two spots of just like, Hey, the walls are big. What we're going to have to tear down is substantial. And the people, the giants that we will fight some being ourselves and our own egos and our own expectations. Yeah. They're big, but the ground is fertile Mm -hmm. and what we tasted is worth it. Yeah. And, um, I think it's just the beginning. So I'm thankful. One year later, I'm thankful that God do it again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thankful. Thank you, Jesus. But eclipse what you do Yeah, when, you know, we need it. So that's my heart.
0: Amen. Amen. That's so good. And, and we look at what happened since the Asbury revival, how there were pockets where it just started hitting other campuses, like the embers of the fire were just floating down and, yeah. and burning in, in new, new places not just the United States, but across the globe. But then even Jesus' Revolution film was not too long after yeah, this, and shows, Chosen is still blowing up. And you see all these this interest, like you said, this interest in Jesus where we know that the Holy Spirit is, is doing something. I mean, the University of Michigan just won the national championship, and it came out afterwards that, that Coach Harbor like they baptized 70 of yeah. the players. There's a, yeah. You know, God is doing something. And it, and it really did begin in Wilmore, Kentucky, and I know that there's people listening right now, there's people watching, and they're they're anxious to be used by God, and there's others listening, and they're just anxious to be touched by God. Would you be willing to, to pray over everyone that's watching and yeah. listening right now?
2: And such an yeah. honor. Yeah, Jesus, thank you so much that you are substantially more concerned um, and aware uh, than we are. That you're substantially more concerned about revival and the state of this gen z and the church of america and the church of the globe that you are substantially more aware of the needs and the brokenness and that's not just corporate and theoretical but individually that you are you know me better than i know myself and you know those who are listening better than they know themselves and in John 15, 15, you say that you no longer call us slaves or servants, uh, but friends. So I pray that everyone that's listening would experience your friendship in profound ways. And that through friendship, they would experience renewal, that they would experience encounter, a uh, fresh outpouring. And Jesus, we would much rather your friendship than 16 days. Uh, we're so much more grateful for the cross and our salvation and the fact that you call us friend than it was to be a part of Asbury. So Jesus would, would you raise up um, friends of Jesus and would they help facilitate and cheer on and contend for renewal and revival? Um, But would it be from a place of friendship? So, just I pray that anything that I was said that wasn't encouraging for their formation or for the kingdom, and it was just myself or a sense of humor, and just I pray that that would be forgotten, that they would forget my name. Um, and maybe even soon, uh, just forget Asbury, but just know that you're moving. Uh, but yeah, if anything is of you and would be fruitful for the kingdom and their formation, would it find fertile ground in their hearts? I say this is human.
1: Amen. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, well, thank, thank you so you. much, Zach. That was um, great. Just you know, some t- for people that are listening, they see everything that was on the news and and the reports, but to hear it from someone, it was you know, same as when JD came on just a week or two after it had, had all happened. Um, really clears things up for people, you know. Um, I think the big yeah. thing for me. Just looking at the whole thing, was it the way it was uh, dealt with? Um, as far as it could have gone crazy, you know, we've seen revivals where man gets in the way and um, some go on for months longer than it should have, you know, things like that. I think for me, looking from the outside and just seeing everything happening, the way it was handled. Um, and obviously knowing jD and others that were down there you knew it was going to be be handled well um but i think that that's what i was i was because it because it could have gone the other way to where it becomes a laughing stock right of of the church again, because you've seen it over the years, but right. it was we're, handled we're, we're, it's so. It's well. easy
0: where people get in the flesh and they want to drive it instead of allow the Holy Spirit yeah. to lead it, and so that's a testimony to the leadership of Asbury yourself included, just how it was stewarded. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, how can people uh, connect with you, Zach? I know you know you've mentioned this book that has just been finished, which obviously yeah. is going to take a while to get out. But are you allowed to talk about it by any chance? Anything about
2: it? Yeah. Okay yeah so um you know i didn't i didn't want to write a book purely on asbury because i don't want to be that guy who like one state still talks about it you know yeah (laughs) Uh, but i it's a it's about what i think is at the core of what we experienced and what prepared and that's uh brokenness and humility Mm. and so it's it's primarily about those things and i believe if we see the church reclaim Philippians to radical humility, then we'll be entrustable vessels. Um, so that's what the book is about. It's going to come out next year. And if you'd like to stay in connection, I have a website, which feels like awkward. Then I'll have a website, but it's zachmurepubes.com. And you can sign up for my email list which will have prayer requests, stories from Asbury, stories from our travel, what God's doing all over the world, but also updates on the book. And so the website, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Zach, Zach Um And uh, yeah, I would be honored to stay connected and, and I thought that would be an encouragement to people.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, we uh, wanted to, we always end the, uh, the conversation with a spot called the Big Three. So these are three questions we are going to fire yep. at you. Uh, Chuck, do you want to start? All right. Here we go. Okay. You mentioned you've had the opportunity to
0: travel all over. Obviously, you're used to being in Wilmore, Kentucky, a very small town, not even a city. What is your favorite city you've traveled to?
2: So I would always answer this not because I'm religious, but I really do love Jerusalem. Mm. I just I just love the ah, new city and it's old my bucket city. list. Uh well we'll have to go sometime. Yes. Um but I had never been to London and London has stolen my heart. Oh so yeah. I really London like is love.
1: calling. Oh Come on. <laughs> I've got a list London for you. So, I'll send you a so list of other I, I, the things people. to go to. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I go, I go in a couple of weeks. Right. And send me some- you I'll guys will to have you. to so,
0: connect. Well, you know, I always yeah. people that listen to this podcast regularly know this story, but I have been to London for twenty four hours. That was it. But I did everything <laughs> in those twenty four hours. Uh, anyway, adopt all adopt
1: right. Adopt. Uh, my so second question: Your favorite all time football player? can either be living or passed on?
2: Man. So I fell in love uh, with soccer watching Oliver Kahn, uh, who was a goalie. Yeah. And he was nuts. From Germany. He was absolutely bonkers. (laughs) Uh, But my current favorite player, man, I love Jordan Henderson. A lot of people don't like Jordan Henderson, but I just thought he was a great leader. Um, but now I like Alisson.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, he's and he's a good, strong Christian as well. Yeah, he's the goalkeeper yeah. from Liverpool. But he's him and Firmino, um, You know, if you follow them, uh, they were, had strong connections with Hillsong and uh Liverpool yeah. and uh yeah so yeah good good choice there right chuck has no idea who we've just talked about which is great <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> no <laughs> all right no chuck choice. last question oh, oh okay if
0: i was coming to wilmore to hang out with you and we went to subway what sandwich do you recommend <laughs> oh
2: my god there's other places in okay. Them, or the Okay, where are you going to take me? It doesn't city. have to be Subway. The where are you going to take me? Lexington. Yeah. The big city of Lexington, off yeah. the road. Oh, man. Favorite my restaurant? Subway order? Oh, my favorite restaurant? Uh, This place called Corto Lima is good, good uh, Latin food and mm. Mm. margaritas. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <but, laughs> um, that's our. That's my wife and I's favorite date spot. Cool, cool.
1: right on. Brilliant, very very. Well, cool. Zach- so
2: I'll take you, even though we're not going on a date.
1: Was yeah. okay. <laughs> that? <laughs> well, we want to thank you for yeah. coming on to Revival Town. Oh, this is this has been rich, and uh, we we really do appreciate it. I loved having you on, minus the Liverpool references. It's been a great, <laughs> great. Uh, time. Sorry about me, we will have oh. to
2: have you back when the book
1: releases absolutely yeah yeah that'd
2: be great oh man love to stay connected and and just praying that god comes in in your churches that it would come soon and revival would come and thanks for contending and keeping our eyes on the main thing thanks thank you
1: thank you for being on revival town today so there you have it people what do you think mate oh mate that was so good Yes. It was his heart. We talked about it before he came on uh, his heart. You know, when he first came on Zoom, I mean, you're talking about someone who was part of a huge movement, right? Yeah, this, this, uh, you can trace, we could talk about Azusa Street, the Jesus Revolution. People will talk about the Asbury revival. Yeah. And yet he has not jumped on the celebrity bandwagon. No. And uh, that's what I appreciated. About him and uh, Zach, thank you for coming on. We can't wait to have you back on when your book comes out. That's gonna yes. be great. Oh, and I know be I'll great. be connecting In the
0: meantime, him. you guys are gonna begin talking soccer oh. and you're just gonna push me to the side. And be- oh, wow. I
1: okay. oh, see. <laughs> Everyone, you, you heard a bit of resentment there. <laughs> wow. I need to go to the consecration room. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's I'm, I, I'm still upset about the road trip. and uh no, am <laughs> good. Yeah. God.
1: Oh, man. Here's my heart. <laughs> well, you know what's next, don't you? I do. All right. Here and we go. I am ready. I, I'm all 4
0: this year. It's time to get with it. Today, are, today's the day. And you are not, talking about revival. You are not
1: going to get this one today. Oh, man. Okay. Um how
0: do i word this and before you do for first time yeah. listeners this is a segment we call Tate and his mate where yeah. Andy King who was from the UK yeah. is going to give me a word that is known in the UK in yeah. Britain right yeah. and or rhyming cockney slang yeah right and i'm tate so i have to guess
1: the meaning or the definition of the word yeah so um, trying to trying to. This is a great word, and I don't know if I don't know how to. Okay, here we go. Okay, Zach was just on today, right? Right, and he was talking about something which is known as a scouser. Scouser. S-C-O-U-S-E-R, I do believe. Scouser. Scouser. Yeah. He was talking about something. He was talking about something. Um, I'll put it another way. The Beatles are Scousers. The Beatles are Scousers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be O for everything again. (laughs) scousers the beatles are he talked about something that was scousers Beatles. um uh, i'm going to say how about scousers are people from
1: london oh you were close oh but no, you're about 200 miles away oh, oh. Scousers are people from Liverpool. Oh, I should have said that.
0: Liverpool, he's a Liverpool
1: fan. Yeah, Liverpool fan. Dang it. Yeah, so when he goes Back there. Back
0: to the consecration room. <laughs> <laughs> Until so, the next
1: podcast. So when he goes there, he'll be around a bunch of Scousers. Uh, they're, yeah. they, they're called, they're, they're they're the what, Liverpool, Liverpool people. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: Liverpeeps. Liverpeeps. <laughs>
0: The Liverpool peeps. The Liverpool peeps, not the liver peeps. (laughs) Liver
1: peeps. (laughs) Happy Um, Easter, some liver peeps. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Chuck, it's been great doing the podcast again with you and Likewise. uh looking forward to next week's uh, episode but uh until then if you're listening make sure that you are checking uh, the social media out and and sharing it telling people about what we do and uh we are we've got some great guests lined up in the next uh, few episodes to so make sure you're getting people to uh, listen or watch there you go thank you see you next week bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.